to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm Joey Pozzola. I'm Thomas Welch. And we got an absolute banger of an episode today. We took the, we took some time, we sat down, we studied the, the 2003 NHL entry draft. One of the most stacked draft classes of all time, if not the most stacked uh, draft of all time. And we and we redrafted it. Uh, we each did a top ten and then a couple honorable mentions. So we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna debate. We're gonna argue because I'm sure none of us have too similar of a list because there are so many good players coming out of that draft. Uh, I'm excited, but. Yeah, I'm not, this I'm, not, I'm not as excited about the draft as I am about Bill Barr. Boys. Bill oh, what a transition. Bill Bars are so, so tasty. It's a protein bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing, amazing flavors, all of them with chocolate, eight of them with nuts, eight of them without nuts. They're 100% covered in chocolate, so you get that sweet tooth. Uh, soft and easy to chew. They're, they're in. The best part is they're good for you. They're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low sugar high protein high fiber for example the peanut butter brownie flavor which just is making my mouth water just thinking about it 20 grams of protein 170 calories three grams of sugar three grams of net carbs just easy no-brainer choice there and then if you're if you're a bit of a in, in for a bit of a minty uh flavor because you know like i've always said mint chocolate chip ice cream the best flavor of ice cream i will die on that hill um mint brownie 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. They're absolutely delicious. I've been having them every day. Um, best part is, boys, you can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first order. And these aren't that expensive, so that you're saving you're saving a good chunk of the order right there. $10 off your first order by using promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's get into this, boys. We want to do. Let's do our honorable mentions first. Um, I'll, I'll I'll start us off. All right, so I, I will preface this by saying I do think anyone in this draft could have really gone anywhere other than a couple of guys. Like the, the top fifteen is so stacked um, that I, I probably could wake up tomorrow and have a completely different opinion. But that being said, the guys that came close but didn't make the cut, I got Dustin Bufflin, Jeff Carter. Dustin Brown, David Backus, and Corey Crawford. Those are my those are my just missed the top ten uh, honorable mentions. What about, Interesting what about you? already. Yeah. Interesting already. Okay. Because yeah, um, I'm sure some of you guys have one some of those guys in your top five. So just just to clear it up real quick for the audience, we're not Good, like, actually we're not going by like team needs at the pick time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're just we're going by the ten best careers. Period. Just like what they what they bring to that uh, skills, points, anything that you can imagine. But we're, we're basically just redrafting. But my uh, honorable mentions, my five honorable mentions are uh, Dustin Bufflin, Corey Crawford, Jeff Carter. Okay. Um, and then the two that I I guess I would say Brent Seabrook, but the the one that I had I had really trouble leaving out of my top ten, but he just missed the cut was Ryan Kessler. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a lot more 
deep knowledge in terms of history than I do. So mine's mine's kind of off here. Oh, um, so if, if I'm if I'm way out of line, uh, you me. Uh, Dustin Bufflin is actually my number ten, so he made the. I have Zach Parisi as my honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Brent Seabrook, Rick Crawford, David Backus, and uh, Dion Phaneuf. Okay, I mean, no, that's not that's not that bad. That's not that bad. I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure it'll get worse as we I think for you. I, I think the most <laughs> arguable one there, the most arguable one right there, would be Zach Parise. But like, what what would put him in the top ten other than his points? You know what I mean? So like, there's other ways yeah. to think about it. So like, there's literally no wrong answers to any of it. It's just a matter of what we feel makes them what their value is at their rank. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, that's yeah. where we're at. I feel like I feel like personally, like for me mine was a lot based off of like how long they've been like relevant and like wanted in their career because a lot of a lot of these guys have just kind of like trailed off towards the end yeah um, and also like the impact the like the personal impact that they had on their team yeah that, that's that's pretty fair all right we're i did i did i added a little uh i had a little shortcut to mine i'm not gonna lie i don't think you guys thought of it but i did include olympic careers in here not like points or anything uh, but like uh, what they meant fair. for the olympic team that's fair. okay that's fair. just to show you like at that it, it was basically in their prize when this was all going down you know what I mean but like well we'll get to that we'll get there alright go ahead starting at number 10 um my my 10th overall pick is uh legend of the game you know still playing today one of the highest scorers to come out of this draft I went with Joe Pavelski at number 10 picked in the seventh round of this draft 205 overall but uh and in this redraft for me he slides up to number 10 respectable I have him I have Pavelski at number 9 but I have Dustin Bufflin at number 10 just because I feel like uh, the Jets for such a long time even like now still are, like aren't very good at defense and he was just kind of like their entire defense and what held it together so we'll yeah put him up all right Joey, Joey what do you got at 10 uh, my number 10 is actually Joe Pavelski we got Joe Pavelski there um, the, the difference between Joe Pavelski and Ryan Kessler man it was it was hard for me. I mean, they're both Americans. They both played on the American team in the Olympics. Um, as far as playoff success is concerned, neither has won a cup. Um, both have been in the final, though. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's it's almost the it, they're almost an identical player in a way. But I'm I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Joe Pavelski here. I think he brings more to the power play with the with the redirections and stuff. I think he brings a little bit more. That's All my number right. ten. All right, nice. Love to see it. <clears throat> number nine. Number nine, I went with uh, uh, one of the one of the two guys that was involved in one of the biggest contract signings uh, in NHL history. I went with Zach Parise at number nine. Uh, good goal scorer. Career got cut a little bit, uh, a little bit not cut short because he's still going, but he, he lost a bit of uh, lost lost a bit of a step due to injury. But great player, you know, up there in scoring. Like I said, originally picked seventeenth, uh, but he's up there at number nine for me. Uh, 792 points in just over a thousand games, uh, almost 400 goals. Great player, number nine overall, Zach Parise. And I, like I said, I I took uh, Pavelski at number nine, and that's because I, I just think like what he meant to the Sharks and like everything there, and then coming to uh, Dallas, he's still one of their top players even though he's like you can argue that he's towards like the end of his career or like whatever it is but he's still one of like the top players on their team so I think there's something for that too so mm-hmm. comes in at number nine 
Uh, my number nine is actually the fourth highest goal scorer in this draft class. And I'm going out to, well, not Anaheim anymore, but like Joe Pavelski is now in Dallas, but Corey Perry. Um, Ooh, okay. He led, he led, I want to say he led top five NHL scoring, man, a couple years in a row. I'm sure he had like that. I'm almost positive he won the scoring trophy once or yeah, twice. Yeah, I'm yeah, almost yeah. positive. And uh, so, yeah, he, he could argue he's higher up on the list. He might be for you guys. I got him at nine, though. Um, yeah, that's all I got for that one. He's a little bit higher up on the list for me because he's at number eight. <laughs> number eight, Corey Perry. That's my uh, that's my choice there. We, Joey just said it all, so we can just jump right to Tommy's eighth pick. Let's see what you got. Um, my eighth pick is... You guys might not like this one. Shea Weber. Oh. Uh, come in. Yeah, he's got 990 games played, 570 points. He meant to his teams and everything like that. He comes in at number nine. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting one there. I like yeah. it, though. I like it. Uh, is it my turn for eight? It is. What do you got? Um, I, th- this is the one that just doesn't sit right with me. This, this is my one where I put the audience in, in mind. Like, I'm not trying to get roasted for it, for leaving him out or whatnot. But I, I am kind of biased against his play. I'm not a big guy on him, but I got Brent Burns at number eight. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's just he, he enters as a forward, transitions to defense. Yeah, he's an offensive defenseman, but in reality, he's a forward, but he's playing defense. And then when you when look at his defensive play, he can hit. Yeah, but can he really play defense? Uh, question. Well, we've seen what happened in the playoffs last year, first time with the Blues. Um, but he, he's too skilled and too uh, too productive on the back end to leave off. So I had to, I had to throw him on there somewhere. I got him at eight, though. Um, Joey, you, we continue to um, think alike. I have Brent Burns at seven. One pick above yours. My so God. Great That's transition. how this draft is, man. They literally, we're all within like five players of each other on all these. Oh, yeah. yeah so um, I got Brent I'm Burns at number seven. Joey just said it all. I mean, tremendous offensive talent on the back end. Defense is a little suspect, but you can't argue that impact that he's had um easy pick there for me at seven Brent Burns what do you got Tommy um at seven right yeah I've got Dustin Brown and at number seven interesting 1200 games played almost 300 goals 150 points he's number seven Okay. So with, I, I did leave with I, I left Dustin Brown. I think, uh, or Josh, you had him as your honorable mention, no? I did. I can't remember. You did. So I I completely left him off my list only because he, yeah, he's a Stanley Cup winner. He captained the Stanley Cup team, blah, blah, blah. But losing the C is one thing, which he did. He lost the C to Andre Kopitar. So he literally got his C stripped from him and then just know that. You, <laughs> We're just we're we're just uh we're we're just talking about uh who was it Parise that we were just talking about on the tail end yeah you want to talk about falling off a cliff man Dustin Brown just like like flatlined man like he, he yeah. there was no decline to his play at all he literally just went from playing in his prime top of his game and then just bam just falling off you know what I mean so it was just, I don't know I had to leave him off my list on that one all right but um, seven then coming in at number seven here I got um. Hold on, I just lost it. I got a. I, I'm gonna do a quick audible on this one. Actually, I'm Ooh. gonna flip flop my six and seven. I'm gonna flip flop my six and seven because of what I'm gonna say about the next person. But uh, coming in at number seven, I'm gonna go with Ryan Suter. 
Um, number one defenseman for the American team for the Olympics. Number one everywhere he's been, arguably, other than Nashville when Shea Weber was there. But uh, that was more of a 1A, 1B kind of a thing. I guess you, I guess he wouldn't be the man, but once he went to Minnesota, he obviously is. Um, I think he's a little underrated, in my opinion. I think when he was like straight up in his prime a couple of years ago, he got a lot of hype and respected hype for it. But I think now, especially, like he's still a top end defenseman, in my, in my opinion. I think he's still number one defenseman. But Absolutely. that's my uh, that's my number seven. All right, let's take a let's take a quick break, and then we'll get back into we'll get into the top six. Let's go! I'm excited. All right, boys. So the trend continues. Um, because at number six, I have Ryan Sutter. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, keep in mind that uh, we made all these drafts on our own, and none of us have seen each other's draft before, <laughs> before recording. So it's just pure coincidence that Joey and I have been within one pick on every single player. I, I think so the top five is going to get. I think the top five is going to get like the crazy side of everything. You guys might light me up, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I have Ryan Sutter at six for everything you just said. I think he's one. One of the best defensemen in the league. Maybe doesn't get the respect he deserves, um, as you said. Um, another guy that signed uh, one of those gigantic contracts along with Zach Parise. Um, and it's working, you know, he, like I said, it's been working out pretty well for the Wild, other than the fact that Parise, if Parise didn't, you know, fall off due to his injuries, it, that would have been a really good dynamic duo for them. And Sutter continues to be one of the best defensemen in the league. And good defensemen are harder to come by. So it, it's a no-brainer right there. All right, what do you got? What do you got, Tommy? What do you got at six? Six, I have uh, Ryan Getzlaff. Ooh. He's played 1,053, so points 965, so he's almost a point per game in his entire career, and he's a plus 130 for his entire career. So. Okay. He's just I'm, yeah, you know, he's, guy that kind of flies under the radar. I, I think, think he's like top three in the draft class for plus minus. I did look at that. I'm not. I know how we are with plus minus. Some some don't like it. Some love it. And blah blah. blah but it's If you're top three, right? If you're top three in your own draft class in that category, it's what it's worth mentioning. You know what I mean? Uh, All right, who you got, Joey? Uh, what is it? Six. six. We got number six here. Uh, we've been talking about him a lot. I just flip flopped him with a, a guy he's uh, known with. Uh, whenever you talk about him, you mention this guy with him. We have a whole podcast. I'm going with Zach Prize. Okay. Uh, there, there's a couple things that came into play here. I had an argument with one of my friends who I showed my list to before the podcast started, and uh, he argued Joe Pavelski and, and uh, Zach Prize. Okay, so that just shows you how close this draft is like from one opinion to another like it's, it's literally flip a coin type of thing but two things stood out to me with Zach Parise was his cup run with New Jersey I think that he, he kind of he didn't necessarily like put his team on his shoulders kind of a thing like they got there because he was in my opinion one of the, the biggest reasons why they got there but the number one thing that sticks out to me with Zach Parise is he was literally Captain America for that Olympic team yeah. I'm talking the, o, the OG Olympics with Canada US final the gold medal game there not the Oshi Olympics the one before that but uh, he, he was literally Captain America that's what stood him apart from uh, Joe Pavelski and Ryan Kessler for me they're all three Americans but who's the captain whatnot blah blah but um, I'm going I'm going Zach Parise 6 there like it I like it <laughs> and, and I'll throw a tidbit in there we were talking about how he was falling off a little bit I think he's going to have a second win I think we're going to see a second win out of him I'd love to see that I love Parise I, I think playing with uh, Kevin Fiala in Minnesota I, 
I know I've been on the freaking the wild bandwagon the last couple months here, especially yes, right before the, the crown has started. Made the crazy bull prediction they're gonna make the playoffs, but uh, I think I think he's gonna benefit from uh, the the youth movement up there. All right, I like it. I like it. We're entering into the top five now. This, this is where it gets interesting. Where things are gonna get real interesting. Um, at number five, I have a player that uh, Tommy already mentioned. I have Ryan Getzlaff at number five. You know, Tommy said it all there. Used uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous uh, point producer, um, great leader, great two-way player. Um, been a really, really solid piece for Anaheim. Second highest scorer in this draft. Um, he's he's my number five. Uh, Tommy said Tommy said all there is to say pretty much about him. But yeah. My number five is a two-time Stanley Cup winner, and I feel like he was kind of the original soft magician, uh, and so we're going to go with Jeff Carter at number five. Let's see how you guys like that. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, I, I like it. That's, that's spicy there. That's different. It's it's spicy. I, I don't know. But I feel like he was Captain Clutch in the playoffs, too, because that's, that's like- one thing that comes with him is he is always freaking clutch in the playoffs, and then that matters, man. It really does. Um, my number five. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I'm, I'm throwing in the goalie here, Mark Andre Fleury, the uh, the original number one pick of the draft. I'm, I'm throwing him in at five. Throwing him in there at five. Uh, Stanley Cup winner, Stanley Cup winning goalie. One of uh, what three in the class? I believe we said Josh. Yeah. Before the podcast. Yep. I think it was uh, Fleury, uh, Howard, Crawford. Crawford were the were the three. And uh, fun fact: Yara Halak has more career wins than Corey Crawford. I, wow. I learned that doing my research. Right? Um, but yeah, that, that's a little fun fact there. But uh, I'll go Mark Andre Fleury at five, only okay. because I think he. I, I'm holding something against him, and that's Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. I don't necessarily think you put him on a different team. He he he's still with the Stanley Cup. But like I mean, he can only. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it. If he can do it, we'll see it. But he didn't win it. He didn't win it though. He didn't win it though. So you know what I mean. Nothing. Uh, it does. It does. Nah, it that's does. A, I'm joking. That, that was a joke. That was a joke. For legal, <laughs> for, legal, for legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it. We're, we're all gonna get a little heat on some of these. Picks, okay. So. I'm really, really glad you put Marc Andre Fleury at five because that means the heat gets taken off me for putting him at number four because I do not have him. <laughs> I do not have him at the lowest in the draft uh, out of the three of us. Um, that being said, I have him at four. I, I think he's a really, really good goalie and the best goalie out of this draft class. But I, I don't want to say. He's overrated, but I think he's a little bit over overvalued. Might be the correct way to put I it. Agree, hundred percent agree. I think um, he played on. He, he's played on one of the best teams of this gen uh, this generation, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Won a couple. Won a couple of them. Yeah, that's great. Um, lost his spot to a to a rookie goalie who went on to win a cup, which maybe says shows you that it's a little bit more to do with the team in front of him than the goalie itself. Uh, that being said, he did go to Vegas and carry a bunch of ragtag uh, knuckleheads to Stanley Cup final um, so credit where credit is due he's a Hall of Fame goalie for sure but that being said I don't think he stays at that number one spot I have him going down to four here's how close this is I'll throw this one last tidbit in there on Flurry. if he won if he won that Stanley Cup in Vegas that first year I think he's the by far unanimous number one pick on this uh, this redraft here I think I he blows everyone out of the water he would go and show he did it but hey he did it but he, he didn't do it all the way so he, he's getting a knack for me alright who do you got at four Tommy 
Alright, number four. Let's yell I agree you. with you guys. Yeah, you're gonna yell at me for this one. I agree with you guys about uh, his his defensive play, but when it comes down to it, with oh. 1,100 games played and 700 points as a defenseman, I got Brent Burns at number four. All right, it is what it is. I mean, I, I can see it. You can make the case for it for sure. I you mean, can for make sure the you case for it, but if we're talking about complete, uh, like a c- complete player, complete player, no. If you look at him as an offensive defenseman, he's like perfect sense of the word because that's his whole game. I I I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I'm not too I'm not too broken up by that pick. <laughs> All right, what we got? Um, number four. Number four here. Yeah. Number four. So I got four players left, and this includes a lot of uh, Stanley Cup center Iceman here, eh? Uh, let's, let's throw one off the list here. I got Ryan Guts left at number four. Uh, okay. Uh, Anaheim Ducks captain. So we had a, we had um, our we five and our earlier. four sw- sw- uh, flip flopped. Did yeah, we? I, did. I know yeah. Tommy Ham a little bit higher. Tommy Ham about like seven or eight, I think. Yeah. But uh, another one here. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up again. But that Team Canada. That I mean, that one was obviously any Team Canada was stacked. But that OG Olympics. I think he he played a role in that. So did Corey Perry though. So I mean, only take it with a grain of salt there. But I agree with him being the number one center on his team and, and leading them to the final. Uh, that we we overlook how how dominant they were or slash have been. I guess you could say. But um, I saw a GIF the other day. With uh, the most points in the decade for all the NHL teams, and I think the Ducks and Blues were like right there with each other, one and two in the Western Conference. Though it was a uh, Capitals and Penguins, one and two of the league, and there was I think it was Blues and then Ducks. But we forget how good they were at, in those times. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a let's take one more short break, and then we'll get into the top three. I'm excited. I'm excited. I think Joey and I have the same three players left, so should be good. <clears throat> I'm kicking myself for one of them. I mean, I'll get to why. I'll get to why. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get right back. We'll be right back. All right, boys. Third overall for me is going to be the leading scorer to come out of this draft year. Um, great two-way centerman. Eric Stahl. He's my he's my third pick. A uh, thousand twenty one career points in twelve hundred games. Um, only thousand points scored to come out of the draft. Uh, one of the best centers so far, of our generation. So far, so far, so far. right? Obviously. Um, uh, but yeah, one of the best centers uh, of of this generation. I think he's pretty underrated um, in terms of you know recent recent praise. Um, Eric Stahl, easy choice for number three. I have him at number three, too, and I think even just looking at – and you talk about a complete player looking at his goals and assists. He's got 400 goals and 600 assists, so like a 40-60 split in between scoring goals and dishing them. Like, I mean, you can't really get more complete than that unless you go 50-50, which is hard to come up. Right. Adam, All right. All right. Right, what do you um, got, Joey? Number three, I'm going to cap it off with the hat trick. I got Eric Stahl as well. Hey! Um, um, <laughs> let's go. Um, yeah, you guys already said it all. I think one thing that's interesting about him that I literally just thought about on the spot is that when I look at early in his career, like when he won the Cup and whatnot, when he when he was the Eric Stahl, like the, he, man, he was, a, he was probably a top, arguably five superstar in the league in his prime. Like he was, whenever he was a cover of uh, NHL 07, I believe, all that stuff that was that was prime Eric Stahl right there but um I think it's interesting how he came in as, as like a playmaker like an elite playmaker and then the more his career went on like right now 
He's a goal scorer, man. He's a straight sniper. I think he almost had 40 goals last year. I think he had like 36. So, I don't know. He's, he's, all, he's obviously always been able to score, but like literally he like flipped a switch. He went from complete playmaker to like straight up sniper. Like it, it's, that's pretty impressive to me. Which, which shows you that, which shows you how good of a player he is, that he can just oh, yeah, choose sure. what he's good at. Um, but the, the, it, while saying that, there's one knock, knock on him that I think uh, I thought of whenever we were just talking about this is that when you think of these great players, you, you think of like other players around them that they've played with and that like they make better. Do we really think that he like made other players around him that much better though? You know what I mean? I think it's he's more of like uh, like like creating uh, creating all of his. Uh, I guess we'll just say creating a space for himself. I guess I'll say right now. Not really where I'm going with that, but I'll just leave it at that. But you think of like a guy like Crosby or someone like that. You think, man, you put anyone on his line, they're gonna thrive. You know what I mean? And O'Reilly's kind of in that category too. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think you put like Sammy Blade with Ryan O'Reilly. You're gonna you're gonna see that. You know, because that's just the type of guy he is. But I don't know. It's kind of weird to think that uh, that's such good of a player like that. You don't really think of that. Like you, you want you would want him. You'd want that to be like the first thing that you think of in a way. You know what I mean? So I think. Yeah. That's one knock on him. All right. Uh, so we, 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 we went for the Yassi on, on pick pick number three. Um, two players left. Two players left. Um, my number two uh, overall pick is Shea Weber. I think he's one of the best defense from the NHL still to this day. Um, one of the most menacing uh, clappers in the league. Uh, great defenseman. Um you know, proved that it has has proved over time that the Canadians made the right right decision in in uh, acquiring him. He's you know the captain of the Montreal Canadiens, one of the most prestigious teams in the league. Um, constantly been a terrifying defender, uh, well respected by his peers. You know, they give him so much credit for for being a tough guy to play against. Um, that's why he's my number two overall pick, Jay Weber. Who you got, Tommy? You guys are going to crucify me on this one. Oh, so my number two pick is Patrice Bergeron. Okay. <laughs> um, honestly, like, Selkie trophies kind of speak for themselves, and, like, uh, he's still one of the elite centers in the league in terms of the complete play and, like, face-off wins. So uh, he's my number two. Okay. 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 My number two is I'm kind of kicking myself here only because I've been putting so much emphasis on on winning Stanley Cups and whatnot. Uh, but I uh, would say that it's Shea Weber. Um, oh, so Joey, we have the same top three. We do. We do have the same top three. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, I know for sure. We. I know for sure we do. If we don't, we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, uh, Shea Weber though. Uh, he's number one defenseman anywhere he goes. The one thing about him, he's never won at all. But probably won't ever get there unless something crazy at the end of his career happens, which is seemingly unlikely because Montreal's status and his contract is like pretty much untradeable. So uh, I don't know, but I got him at number two. Yeah. All right. All right. And here we go. Number one overall. Um, if you're thinking about number one overall player, you're thinking of grit and toughness. That's why I have Paul Bissonnette. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, num- <laughs> my number one overall pick, uh, the the greatest two-way player in the league, um, Stanley Cup winner, 
Um, growing up, my dad said, if you're going to model your game off of one player, it's going to be this guy. Uh, also, one of the one of the nicest guys around from 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 stories I've read, Patrice Bergeron. Um, multiple, multi-time Selkie winner, Stanley Cup winner, absolute juggernaut on both ends of the ice. Um, Patty Perfect, Mr. Perfect, whatever you want to call him. Um, center, center is one of the most dangerous lines in hockey. Uh, as much as I hate giving credits that to that Bruins team, you, you have to admit, especially after watching seven games of that team, it, you can't deny how scary good he is. And not to mention that the 2013 Cup run he played with a punctured lung, uh, broken ribs, and a separated shoulder, and still carried his team to Game Six of the Cup Final before losing to Chicago. I mean. Absolute legend, Patrice Bergeron, number one overall. Without the Avengers, they might have won that, by the way. Uh, my number one is a Stanley Cup champion, and you can knock him for getting beaten out by uh, his successor and Murray, but I think him going to the Vegas Golden Knights, taking essentially a team of misfits to the Stanley Cup, uh, speaks dividends on the kind of player that he is and the kind of impact he makes on a team. Uh, so I'm going to go with Marc-Andre Fleury as number one. Take. Um, All right, that's, that's completely understandable. So you you still got him at number one. So he was the original number one of this class. So yeah, interesting. Interesting there. there. How many times do we see that though? I, I'm sure we'll do this a couple more times. I guarantee you, this this might be the only the only uh, redraft that we have the same number one overall pick in the. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I, obviously, unless we do like a Crosby or Ovechkin draft type of thing, but uh, that's, that's saying something. That's a that's a good pick there. It's a generational player, and they did it right. But uh, my number one too. His workload too is discussed. I yeah, think yeah. Helps now, but he really played like the majority of the games. For- yeah. Oh yeah, he for sure did for sure. Um, my number one is Patrice Bergeron though. Um, Hell yeah, man! I don't. J- Josh said, "Oh, he's just a hockey player, man. He's freaking. He, he is the definition of a hockey player, and that's it. You know, I mean, playing through all those injuries that he's played with. Like when I think of Patrice Bergeron, I think of three things. Obviously, faceoffs. Obviously, his defense, and then number three is he's just a warrior, man. He's a playoff warrior. Um, good man. Even he's the one thing that just terrified me in that Cup final last year, only because like, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly is so much the Blues and stuff." He's, he's pretty much Patrice Bergeron also, but, like, he's not Patrice Bergeron. You know what I mean? No, so, nice. like, I, exactly. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting at with that. I'm not, not, not going to rally or not, but that, that's just what it is. You know what I mean? And I thought there was if there was anything that could happen, it was Patrice Bergeron could just take it over or, or do something memorable, but it never happened, obviously. But the reason I'm saying that is because he's done it so many times before in the playoffs. You know what I mean? When yeah. it matters. So. Yeah. I mean, and the man, he's my number one, though. The guy is 34 years old. Um, so last season when he was 33, he put up 32 goals, 47 points, uh, 47 assists for 79 points in only 65 games. Um, has remained relative, relatively healthy his entire career. Has never really missed more than like what looks like, I don't know, 15 or so games here and there. Um, 20 games here. here. But he's won four Selkies. Um, King Clancy won a Stanley Cup. Was a, was a monster in the World Juniors when he played there. Uh, played in the Swiss League for a little bit and, and lit that up. Um, what else can you say about the guy? I mean, he, he had the uh, the bleach tips that come in the league, the bleach chair picks. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, yeah. One another a, thing about him, awesome. man. He's he's so 
iconic and, and legendary with his defensive play, right? That I think he's, he, I think it's very art, like a, a good statement to say he's underrated offensively in a way. You know what I mean? Because I mean he's putting up these numbers. I mean he just set a stat line there. I mean that, come on, that's a that's a top offensive player right there. But yet we that's overlook it because he's his, so good defensively. His you know highest. I mean? That's his highest um, point scoring and tied for his highest goal scoring season at age 33. I mean, that says it all right there. And and that's, you know, that's being said he has seasons where he put up 60, 70 points prior to that and he's still still improving, you could you could argue. Um, great great in the playoffs too, had 17 points for them um, in their playoff run last year. When they won the Cup in, in 2011, like I said, he, he played, uh, he had 20 points in 23 games. 2013, put up 15 points in the playoffs with mountain of injuries. Can't praise the guy enough. I just think personally that Uh-oh. the impact. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you guys about anything. He's incredible. He's incredible. Um, but personally, for me, I think the impact that a good goalie has on a hockey, especially one that's as good as Mark Andre Fleury, um, I feel like it's kind of underrated in the league. Oh. So, I mean, he's the last line of defense, right? So if they go through the whole team, and if you think about it. Patrice Bergeron is like incredible and all that jazz, right? But his essentially his duties on the ice kind of distributed throughout like his line some degree like obviously he's going to go out there and play his game but like he can lean on them a little bit the goalie's really like the last line of defense so if he like messes up it's like it's big time you know what I'm trying do you guys get what I'm trying to say here I do I still think you're wrong but I do fair (laughs) you can disagree with me as long as you understand my points I do do disagree with you actually Um, okay no I'm just busting your balls Um, (laughs) absolutely could have gone either way Um, like I said you can wake me I I could wake up tomorrow and, and feel strongly one way or the other um, you know, I think any anyone in this draft could have, could have gone. I'm surprised that Joey and I's were were so close because I, I really think that this draft is. I was too. Um, it we were, is very. I think very our biggest our biggest discrepancy was Zach Parise, like five four picks apart. But yep. other than that, we were on the nose. Um, cool. This was a fun one, boys. We gotta do this oh, again. We're, we're definitely definitely gonna do it again. We're definitely sure. gonna do this again. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's good for me because I get to learn more too. So. <laughs> We love always it, love it, it brings you guys back start, to, you guys it brings start pulling out all the encyclopedia. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like okay, when, yeah. When's the last time you even thought about the like the original like I call it not the original, but in my opinion, the OG Olympics with the USA Canada final. Oh yeah, I don't even remember what was the year that I don't even know. 2010, I think maybe. Like I think it was 10, but um, like man, how many times did I bring that up? You know what I mean? But yeah, that's just the impact it was. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to look back on that stuff. All right. Uh, that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out Locked On NHL. They got a great show over there. Um, boys, got any closing messages to our lovely listeners? Oh, I got nothing. Uh, if you're going, if you're in final season right now, good luck. Uh, study hard and party hard after it's done. Tommy's in final season. He was uh, he was a little grumpy before the for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little, little fussy. It's um, been a rough day. That's all I can say. Um, uh, yeah. So good. Everyone wish Tommy good luck um, with his finals. I I don't know. I I'm in college too. I have finals too. Um, but. I actually don't. All my all my finals got canceled, which is great. I literally have zero final exams. 
Um, I have a couple projects though. But other than that, all right. That being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Blues. Gauntlet tomorrow should be a fun one. Um, and yeah, that's that's it, boys. As as always, let's go Blues.